0: So from practicing skiing in North Korea to forming an inter-Korean ice hockey team, South Korea appears to have gone all out to ensure a peaceful Winter Olympics through cooperation with Pyongyang. And how should we be viewing all these latest developments? Let's first welcome Professor Aidan Foster-Carter, Research Fellow of Sociology and Modern Korea at Leeds University. Thank you very much for speaking with us.
1: It's my pleasure. It's always nice to do this.
0: Thanks for asking me. Well, likewise. um, And we appreciate how late it is over there in the UK. Ah, no worries. Firstly, um, also late for IOC President Thomas Bach, generally based in Switzerland, but taking a a very strong interest in what's happening in Korea right now, expressing hope the Olympic Games are always about building bridges. They never erect walls. What's your view on on North Korea's participation? Is it about (coughs) what he said?
1: That's a, a nice phrase, isn't it? I, you know, I have uh, I have quite a conflict here between heart and head. Quite honestly, um, my heart is rejoices, and I think you know my head can go along with it a little bit because, at the very least, we have a pause, don't we? I'm not sure we have more than that. We have a two month pause uh, in the the dangerous tensions. For months and months and months, it wasn't really, you know, we weren't going anywhere with the uh, "my button's bigger than your button" and all that stuff. It's a huge relief to have um, to have less of that for the time being. I'm also glad on a different front. I mean, the two careers. I'm I'm a great believer in people talking to each other, and we really, in in the Kim Jong Un era, which is now what in its seventh year, and especially since the um, the Moon Jae In era, which is now in its seventh or eighth month. Um, there haven't been contacts. So, yes, you know, whereas in the old sunshine days, the two sides knew each other a bit, um, they really don't. So at the very, if nothing else, there's a lot of going back and forth and there's going to be a lot more at the time of the Olympics. So that's all good. But, you know, there's still a lot that could go wrong and I'm don't. it certainly doesn't solve the nuclear issue or the missile issue. My theory is that we're back to bad old normal in March.
0: Now, the two Koreas that, just to look at the the past and and the sporting context before we return to the current politics, if you like. Um, they marched together in nine international games in the past. Mm. Uh, but now we're seeing this inter-Korean hockey team. There are some issues uh, this end with that. Um, yeah. we're, we're, we're seeing efforts to, to, to do all sorts of activities, even training together at one of these North Korean ski resorts. It's actually been, you know, in the past... Seen as rather controversial, um, you know the question being: yeah. Where are they getting the money for this sort of thing? But uh, and should they be focusing on that sort of thing? Uh, but now you're right. A lot of
1: issues there, and yeah, this is it—the nitty-gritty, isn't it? First of all, precedent. I mean, I can't get terribly excited about the marching together, even joint team and stuff, because there's really nothing new here. I mean, it was really something when. Uh, you know, the first time marching together, um, would that be Sydney in 2000, maybe? But, I mean, the world, which kind of, you know, everyone's got a short attention span and still not enough attention is, is paid to career, except when there are crises. People forget um, that, that, that this has all happened before. Joint teams, well, okay, it hasn't been like a, a full team like this, but... Even longer ago, like 26 years ago, and I'm old enough to remember, 27 years ago, 1991, wasn't it? We had a joint youth football squad, soccer. Mm. We had that fantastic occasion when a a North Korean girl and a South Korean girl teamed up and table tennis and beat the Chinese. So, you know, your heart leaps at that point, and then you won't. It to go on and you want it to build into something else and maybe reduce tensions and none of that has happened so i think i'm probably not the only one and i'm an optimist by temperament i'm jaded about all this and you kind of wonder what these gestures really mean um i am very pleased you know because there has been you know obviously worries for those organizing Pyeongchang, which has had maybe a few other problems as well i read with ticket sales and so on you know the idea that having the nuclear cloud or the missile cloud hanging over the thing not knowing where kim jong-un stood until three weeks ago um it's a huge relief that none of that is happening but you know beyond beyond that and then yeah i, I mean that, i feel pretty sorry for the for the south korean women's ice hockey team You'll suddenly have, okay, they, they weren't apparently fancy for a medal, but suddenly you're having to train with people you don't know and you won't get to play as many games as you did. And some people apparently, Switzerland are the same group already said it's unfair. Their Canadian coach has spoken very frankly. I hope she keeps her job um, about, you know, if, if this was mooted six months ago, if maybe if they'd started then, but spring it on them, you know, like two weeks' notice. Certainly, and I assume, you know, the, the public isn't isn't terribly pleased, as I understand. You're on the spot. I'm, I'm not. I'm just reading about it. But it, so it's kind of all the um, all the joy of the first time, you know, when Sunshine Policy was new twenty years ago. My sense is that all
0: of that has really gone. Right. I mean, this is. I hate to be so pessimistic. but well, Sorry. The, well, this is part of it. The, the marching did continue a bit longer than, than Sydney in two thousand, but not much longer. It lasted basically as long mm. as Sunshine Policy. Uh, we saw a yeah, change.
1: So in two thousand and seven yeah that's right isn't it yeah
0: so then we see a change towards conservatism and and now we've got President Moon Jae-in but it's a new President Moon Jae-in he's more realistic he's uh apparently not willing to be fooled by North Korea but what do we call this Mm. (laughs) well how do we view this current approach to North Korea
1: I mean I have much sympathy for President Moon I mean I think he's doing a a good job on a lot of other levels. I mean, ultimately, you know, all politics is local and that means in South Korean politics is South Korea and there are all the other issues that we're not talking about today, which will all still be there, you know, when uh, the Olympics are over and he's still got another four and a bit years to go. Um, But he has a terribly difficult balancing act, I think. And some of it's been made easier for him. I mean, for a man who um, had openly called for an inter-Korean commonwealth, you know, just talking about the little stuff that we might have imagined in the past, might have come out of a peace process, going what well, if they start trading again? What about revising or re- reopening the caisson complex he 's already had a set up a committee which reported that the way it was closed down by Park geun was sort of illegitimate. But so what? Because now, you know, as times have moved on, there are many more and tighter UN Security Council resolutions, one of which quite explicitly says no drug ventures for North Korea, neither new nor existing ones. So there goes Kumgang, and, there, and, and um, sorry, there goes the case on the zone and there goes Mount Kumgang, just in case anybody was thinking you know, 10 years on, that's going to be involved, isn't it, somewhere in these proceedings, going to be an art complex. Uh, or an art concert or something like that, you know, you can't do any of that anymore. So his hands are tied and sort of balancing between his US ally, which even if it had a less, um, uh, what am I allowed to say about Donald Trump on air, even if it had a more sensible president who didn't just tweet randomly, um, it will be a difficult balancing act, as as President Nomuchin, who of course Simone and served as chief of staff, found back in the day. Um, so it's going to be very difficult, you know, to, wanting to talk about so wanting to take the driving seat. Thanks to Kim Jong Un, and only thanks to Kim Jong Un, sort of changing his mind opportunistically on January the first. Um, South Korea has a bit of a role in all this. Um, to be honest, before that. It was all sort of, you know, kind of mm. you would, uh, that, that, you know, sorry, yeah, so, uh, uh, trying to get a word in between Kim Jong Un and, and Donald Trump. As, uh, as I it, see it.
0: it can be a challenge, Professor Foster Carter. Thank you for joining us.
1: It's my great pleasure. Thanks so much.
0: Likewise, Professor Aidan Foster Carter. Uh, of leeds university let's return to the local picture though as we were just talking about local affairs um as uh, matt styles correspondent for los angeles times based in seoul has had plenty to write about lately thank you very much for joining us
2: hey thank you for having me
0: so the international olympics committee I mean, gave this okay as we were just reflecting before for north korean athletes to compete in pyeongchang there's no legal issues here The sanctions, of course, have to be respected with athletes coming over. But have you seen any particular problems with the process?
2: I haven't so far. I mean, surely during the negotiations between the two countries, there were hiccups both in public and behind the scenes issues that came up. saw from the very first meeting when denuclearization came up. There was a protest from the north side. But in terms of the International Olympic Committee, it seems like its role was in some ways to rubber stamp what the two sides had agreed upon and also to make sure that there were spots for the north to have uh, actual competition in several sports. And as far as I could tell, there, that was done without much discon- you know, without much dissent. Um, of course, here at home in Seoul, there has been some protest about what's, what was decided.
0: What do you think now, in terms of the media's attitude towards the Winter Olympics. Is this now um you know all about North Korea or is the Winter Olympics bigger than that, do you think? And and where will your focus be, do you think, during the Games?
2: Yeah, I think um my focus will probably be squarely on these questions of the North and the South and the relationship and if if it's maintaining and staying positive and the harmony that we've seen is is there. I think for the rest of the media around the world, it will depend on the region that the reporters come from. So in the United States, things might be seen through the lens of regional security and North Korea's you know, recent pr- provocative behavior and whether this cooperation might signal some easing of tensions on the peninsula. If you're a European country, you might actually be much more focused on the winter sports like skiing and the like. So I think it depends uh, on where the reporter is coming from.
0: Which makes sense. but but, do you think that the athletes themselves from North Korea will be getting much attention? Uh, then they're, they're not necessarily going to be challenging for medals, for example.
2: That's right. I think there' you know there are two two figure skaters who actually uh, competitively qualified to be in the Olympics, but they missed a deadline to register for the Olympics. The other athletes presumably are, you know, world-class athletes, but no one's expecting them to, to challenge for medals. My guess is that there will be a lot of interest in the North Korean athletes, both uh, in terms of how they perform, but also how they interact with others culturally. Uh, it remains to be seen, though, how much they'll be sheltered, you know, off the, off the ski slopes and the skating rink. Uh, from the international media and from the the eyes of the fans who will be in Pyeongchang.
0: This North Korean delegation that's been making its way around South Korea this week, it's it's been fascinating, hasn't it? We had our previous guest talk about this as being maybe a two-month pause in the tensions. But whatever it is, and however it turns out to be in hindsight, it's one of those moments where you can start to see the careers actually getting along when you see the delegation moving fairly freely through this country?
2: Yeah, it's quite interesting. And then you will have uh, a South Korean delegation going to the north to a ski resort to inspect it for a potential joint training session. And those images also might be quite interesting. You know, in addition to uh, those images, we also did see yesterday images from Seoul Station of protesters upset about this uh, notion of the, the combined hockey team and the deference that's been shown to North Korea so far by some in the government. Um, it's, so it'll be interesting how this, how this plays out as these delegations you know actually come to the south in mass as we'll start to see uh, early next month as the cheering squad you know makes its way down, um, what do you, how the media will cover that and how the public will receive it will, will be quite interesting.
0: Well if it's anything like the the Asian Games uh of twenty fourteen, that I mean that was pretty positive. And that was a conservative administration. Uh obviously more concessions have been made this time around. And we know there have been some vocal protests. But but as far as the as far as the situation's concerned globally, have you got a reading on on for example, readers in LA, how they're viewing all this? Is it generally a positive response?
2: I think so. I you know, I haven't seen any polling data from the United States yet about reactions to this deal, uh, but certainly the Trump administration has been positive. The State Department has been positive. If you can count that as a reflection of the American public sentiment, I don't know. Um, and I think that in just in general, I haven't heard from readers. My editors haven't heard from readers who are concerned about this. I think maybe that a Western audience or an American audience might view this um, through a little bit th- more through the prism of the the rhetoric surrounding the Olympic spirit and the notion of harmony, uh, which I think, you know, is easy to get caught up in, whereas maybe some in South Korea, particularly older South Koreans or more conservative South Koreans are, uh, are not quite as naive and remember previous moments of uh, cooperation and comedy that... That you know descended back into the sort of um, confrontational posture from the north, even after the 2014 games. For example, the the Asian Games, which didn't include the cheering squad, uh, almost immediately they, the the uh, the north went back to its regular posture. Talks were cut off, and it really started to proceed in earnest with its nuclear program. So we we don't know uh, what will happen after the the games. But the fact that they are talking and cooperating is, is you know, at the, at the very uh, base level, a positive thing, you have to say.
0: Well, thank you, Matt Stiles, correspondent for the Los Angeles Times based here in Seoul.
2: Thanks for having me.